Hey everyone, this is Elizabeth, and Natalie and I decided that we were going to take turns on the third Monday of every month, bringing y'all a little devotional that we've kind of written and come up with ourselves, just something that we've kind of been processing and felt like sharing. So this month you have me, and then next month you'll be hearing from Natalie. So I am podcasting today. For the very first time from the Cornelius brand new spinkin' new house. The last couple of weeks we've been moving in and it's been a major, major season of transitions for us. And one of those times where you kind of look back on life even just a year ago and it's just completely different than it than it is now. So that's kind of where I've been at. I've been doing a lot of unpacking and kind of going through things and figuring out what we want to keep and what we want to let go of and, you know, moving into a house that's a new build. Um, It's been a unique opportunity to literally start fresh um, on pretty much everything. So I have been really leaning into that and, you know, trying to do that to the best of my ability and kind of set up this new chapter of our lives in the best way possible. Um, So the text today from the Bible that I kind of wanted to cover is the 23rd Psalm, which of course is very, very well known and probably most people listening to this are at least at some level um, familiar with it. So recently it's come more into focus for me because um, we found this wonderful little children's book version of it called Found, Psalm 23, and it is by Sarah Lloyd-Jones, and it is illustrated by Jago, and it is from the creators of the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it is just the most wonderful little representation of this psalm they have paraphrased it to be you know more accessible to very young children and what I really love about it is that it is a pretty short read so you could probably read the whole thing in like two minutes or under which is just perfect for those those night times that you're trying to get the kids to bed and they should have been in bed like an hour ago and things just aren't aren't going like you planned and you just don't have that, you know, that 30 minutes to really sit down with them. But at the same time, you want to have some semblance of invested time at the end of the day. So for a while, we've been reading this this book. um, And lately, we've been reading it a lot more, particularly with my daughter, Mary, because she is so much like her daddy and just has a really, really hard time winding down at the end of the day. It's like a really, really long, hard process for her to kind of center herself and wind down. And it's just kind of a, like, a. it's been a perfect storm lately where, you know, she's stubborn. And, I mean, I think she has the makings of a night owl. Um, I'm definitely seeing that tendency for her. And it's funny because our son is pretty much the opposite of that. He's more like me. Like he has no problem going to bed, you know, kind of settling in and shutting down is a enjoyable process for him. And many nights, you know, he is like out 
practically by the time we have the light out. But she's just on the other side of, of the spectrum from that, and bedtime is just a struggle right now. And it sometimes can take 30 to 40 minutes just to finally get her settled in where she's not getting up. And she's she thinks of any and everything that can kind of distract her and just keep her from just really settling in. So I have been reading her this book a lot lately, sometimes two or three times in a row. And I've really found a lot of value in just the words, the way it's worded, and um, the illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. They have really beautiful colors and they have a lot of texture and movement and I just feel like it really depicts the atmosphere of the 23rd Psalm really, really, really well. So anyway, we've been reading this a lot and we've kind of had this little routine going where the first page of the book says, God is my shepherd and I am his little lamb. And we've had this little thing going where I will read that and she will look up at me and she'll say, Mama, I am the little lamb? And I'll say, yes. And she'll say, and that is God? And God holds me? And I tell her, yes. And, you know, we've just had this really special connection over, over this story. All this leads up to a couple of weeks ago, um, we were gearing up for bedtime. And this particular night, they were both just running around crazy, had all the energy in the world. They had both caught like a major second wind. And they had just had a bath. And like, you know how dogs act when they've just had a bath and they're like running around the house like crazy and rolling on the carpet and just have all this energy? That's kind of what the kids were like. Except this particular night, it was like way past time to be in bed. And we were kind of done, and it was just, it was, it was way, way time. So I pulled out this little storybook, thinking that this would be a great, hopefully a great way to kind of wind them down. So anyway, we settled down to read, and I read them the first line. God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. And Mary stops me at this point, and she, like, leans over to her brother, and she says, just with all the confidence in the world, she says, Bubba, that's me. I was the widow am, and God is holding me. Now, Canon, he's currently like 100% in that phase. You know, kindergarten first graders are oftentimes in where everything is kind of like, well, actually, you know, they really, they feel like they have big, big britches and they kind of, they kind of know what's up. He told her, you are not a lamb. That's impossible. And, you know, he's using lots of big words like impossible because he knows what that means now. Um, you are always a human. And Mary was instantly, like, indignant and upset by what he was saying. And she goes, Bubba, I was the widow wham. I was. And he went on to tell her that, you know, it was impossible. And he told her that if you were a lamb, you would grow up to be a grown-up lamb. And that that would be very weird. And that basically we wouldn't keep her because lambs have to live in the forest. And by this point, like, Chase and I were, like, dying, laughing, trying not to laugh. Because the conversation was getting very heated because they both very much had their own little opinion on the, on the subject. And anyway, Mary just looks up at me with her earnest little, her earnest little face. And she goes, 
I was the widow wham, I was. Mama said so. And then she called him Cannon. And if she calls him Cannon and not Bubba, because Bubba is like her, her term of endearment for him, that things are fixing to get serious. She goes, Cannon, Mama said so. Mary was a widow wham, and God is holding me. So I don't know if I was giving her like more credit for being able to process kind of the more abstract concepts um, of like poetry like this than like a four-year-old would really be able to. But in that moment, it suddenly like, it became clear to me that she, with her whole earnest little heart, believed that she was the little lamb. You know, she thought this because I had confirmed it for her basically every time that we had read the book. And as far as she was concerned, there's a very common nursery rhyme that just states it flat and simple. Um, It was really funny and we got a good laugh out of it. But since then, I've been thinking about it quite a bit. I've always loved, loved, loved this psalm. And if I didn't already love it enough, I love it so much more now because I don't think I'll ever be able to think about it apart from just the precious image of little Mary as she looked up at me, begging for me to confirm she was indeed the little lamb. And just this sweet little connection that we've had over this psalm during the time that she's really been kind of struggling with, which is bedtime. And she's just been in a season of that right now where that's been, that's been a hard thing for her. And I think in the scope of her universe... It's been a hard, a hard thing for her to get through. And I know that as she gets older, the more complex, like, metaphorical imagery of it will come into focus for her, and she'll understand. But I can't help but hope that this simple, sort of childlike understanding will also stick with her, too. I believe that the, this comforting message of Psalm 23 can really meet us at every stage of life, whether it be to ward off the dark shadows of our childhood bedrooms or the very real adult grown-up valleys that we're walking through of broken relationship and sin and struggle and loss. And I just want to encourage you that if you're currently walking through a valley like this, as many of us are right now, you know, with the way that things are going in, in the world and there's so much uncertainty and so much of life right now just looks so different than it ever has before. And we're facing a lot of things that it's very uncharted ter- territory for all of us, really. Um, I just kind of want to underline the value that this, that this simple little psalm can bring because sometimes I think the most famous texts of the Bible can tend to get kind of buried in, well, really, their popularity. They can almost become kind of cliche and be written off for their simplicity. But I really think there's a reason that they are as historically cherished as they are. The 23rd Psalm is a wonderful remedy for walks through the valley of the shadow. And really, also... Um, kind of on the opposite side of that, is a wonderful picture of what the promises of God looks like and what the very essence of the goodness of God looks like played out in our lives. 
Lately, our family has kind of been walking through a little more of a mountaintop phase. Things have kind of been coming together for us. And we can really see God's love for us and care for us. Um, and just kind of all these little details that he's worked together for our good. And we can just see really how much he loves us. But we have lived out some pretty, some pretty horrific valleys the kind where it's just like the shadows are just taking over and you're sort of drowning and as soon as you kind of get your footing you feel like the rug's being snatched out from under you again we have definitely walked through those very dark treacherous paths and sometimes I look back at these times and I just remember you know sitting in church and just Leaning into like the words of the worship songs is just clinging to them for comfort and for peace. And I can look back on those times as being really, really hard. But I also can look back at them and see God's very tangible presence in my life and how he was holding me. And I can, I can literally remember you know, what that was like to be that close and that connected to God and feel like I was really, I was in the the midst of a storm, but I was also right smack dab in the center of his hand and that he was holding me and guiding me through it. And sometimes I look back on that in seasons of, you know, I guess you could say more prosperity, those sort of mountaintop times. And I, I almost long for that feeling and that connection. Um, all that to say, I just, I feel like there's a lot of value in all the seasons that we walk through and all of the roads that God takes us down. And it's just a good reminder for me to just be present and to lean in and, and trust in where God's taking me, even if the road is rocky, um, as it sometimes can be and probably will be again. So, um, in case you're wondering, (laughs) I 100% confirmed Mary's inquiry that she was indeed the little lamb. Um, It's weird because in a roundabout way, it just seemed less truthful not to. It was just such a sweet, just a sweet little picture into her, her little perspective. And I think I will always think it's very, very special. Um, You'll also be glad to know that Canon is is now Bubba again and was very quickly um, after their little sibling spat and that they really do get along very well and he will always be her, her Bubba. So really quick, I just wanted to uh, let you know that you can find a companion written blog post um, to this devotional on our website at um, simplicitybeckons.com. And you can also uh, connect with us on Instagram at uh, simplicity.beckons at instagram.com. We would love to uh, connect with you there. I'm going to close us out by reading the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows.
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.